Hey everybody, I am so grateful you decided to join us again. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mommies in the world. No matter where you're watching from around the globe, I'm so grateful that you decided to worship with us today to get the word of God here at Embassy City with us. So happy Mother's Day to all the mommies. To my own mother, Maxine Ross, I just want to say how much I love you and how much I think of you. You're the, you mean the world to me, Mom. And so happy Mother's Day to you. A big Mother's Day to uh, my mother-in-law, Persis. I love you. Thank you for giving birth to some beautiful children, uh, the finest of which is my wife, Juliet. So happy Mother's Day to you, Jew. I love you so much. You are an incredible mom to Nathan and Noah. And I know for a fact they would say the same. They are blessed to have you as their mommy. So uh, treat everybody the best way you can. Treat all the moms the best way you can in Coronaville. And uh, I hope you all have an incredible day. All right. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Exodus, chapter number two. We are in a series entitled Reentry. I started it last week, and so we're, we're going the whole month talking about reentry. We're talking about what it is to reemerge into society, into family, into a new season where everything is the same except you. Everything is the same except me. And the principles and the qualities that we need to have as we re-enter spaces in our lives, we need to know how are we supposed to act now that we have come back into this space, but God has done a transformative work in my heart. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Exodus, chapter number two, and I'm starting at the 11th verse. And it reads as such, many years later, it's talking about Moses. When Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, his own people. Let me just pause right there and say, Moses had grown up in Egypt, raised by Pharaoh's daughter, living in Pharaoh's palace. But he had known at some point in his life that he was of Hebrew descent. So he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. After looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. The next day, when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your friend? Moses said, to the one who had started the fight. The man replied, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid, thinking, everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened, and he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. When Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters who came as usual to draw water and fill the water troughs for their father's flocks.
but some other shepherds came and chased them away. So Moses jumped up and rescued the girls from the shepherds. Then he drew water for their flocks. When the, when the girls returned to Ruel, their father, he asked, why are you back so soon today? An Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds, they answered. And then he drew water for us and watered our flocks. Then where is he? Their father asked, why did you leave him there? Invite him to come and eat with us. Moses accepted the invitation and he settled there with him. In time, Ruel gave Moses his daughter Zipporah to be his wife. Later, she gave birth to a son and named him Gershom, for he explained, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. Years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under the burden of slavery. They cried out for help and their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. All right, so if you're taking notes on this message, and I feel like teaching today, if you're taking notes on this message, I want you to write down, don't leave yourself. That's the title of this message, don't leave yourself. Say it with me. Don't leave yourself. Again, don't leave yourself. One more time, real loud. Don't leave yourself. Talking about don't leave yourself, all right? Bow your heads, let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to not leave ourselves. Amen. Talking about reentries. When we're talking about reentries, it means that we're making transitions from one season to another, from one place to another, from one relationship to another, from one mindset to another. And when there's a transition, we have to be careful to make sure that we take all of ourselves with us. Moses, in the story of chapter 2 of Exodus, has grown up in Pharaoh's house, has enjoyed the pleasures of the palace of Pharaoh, has enjoyed a very, very good life in the presence of a king. But what's interesting is, as much as Moses benefited from the lifestyle of growing up in Pharaoh's palace, he could never get away nor ignore the fact that he was Hebrew, that his connection was to somewhere else, to someplace else, and ultimately to someone else. There was a tension that Moses was living with. The fact that he was a member of the family of Pharaoh, but also a descendant of the family of the Hebrews. Enjoying all the benefits of the palace, but having this disturbance in his heart when he saw the brutality that was bestowed upon his Hebrew kin. And we can live in this tension, especially when it comes to a reentry. 
where we have some things that are on the inside of us that have not been reconciled, that have not been dealt with, that have not been uh, uh, massaged out. We have to take the time to look inwardly at what God is trying to do in our heart and make sure that we are sifting through the emotions that we are having in seasons of our lives where we feel like we're in turmoil and we have no peace. I'm so excited to be teaching this message because I, I, I believe that there are some people that are listening to this that need to understand how to deal with a re-entry when you have opposing uh, feelings or, or opposing emotions going on on the inside of you. And so I want to get straight to my points because there's a lot of meat that I have to unpack based on these points. So if you're taking notes, uh, the first thing I want you to write down uh, is don't leave yourself between. I'm going to say that again. Don't leave yourself between. Exodus chapter number two, verse number 11 and 12 says this. Many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. This, please pay attention to verse number 12. After looking in all directions, please underline that if you got a, a paper Bible, highlight it in your digital Bibles, because I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm I'm deal with that point. After looking in all directions... To make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. Point number one is don't leave yourself between. When we're talking about reentry, when we're talking about transition, you have to make sure that you don't leave yourself between two opinions, that you don't leave yourself between emotions, that you don't leave yourself between feelings Decisions that you have to make, don't leave yourself between. Moses had this inner turmoil internally that he saw expressed externally. He saw the powerful position that the Egyptians were in, and he saw the, the, the pitiful position that the Hebrews was in. He saw the way that uh, uh, authority was abused by the Egyptians externally, and he saw the weakness of what it made the Hebrews externally. This is something that was going on internally on the inside of Moses, and he saw it happen externally. And then this line in this verse in 12 just blew me away. It says that after he looked in all directions, he looked all around, he, he looked everywhere. I, I want to make sure that if I do this, that nobody is watching me, that no one is looking at me, that no one can see what I'm about to do. After looking in all directions, he killed the Egyptian. After looking in all directions externally, he killed the piece of him that he was struggling the most with internally. He was in between the lifestyle of being an Egyptian and, and, and the root descendant of being a Hebrew, and he couldn't reconcile the two. And because he couldn't reconcile it inside, he, he took action 
on it outside. And he killed the Egyptian. Let me tell you where Moses' mistake was. The mistake wasn't looking in all directions. The, the mistake was looking in all directions outside of him instead of looking in all directions inside of him. Don't leave yourself between, y'all. We're talking about what you need to do to get to the next level. We're talking about what you need to do to enjoy the next season. Don't leave yourself between emotions. Don't leave yourself in between doing the right thing and the wrong thing. Don't leave yourself in between lust and purity. Don't leave yourself in between pain and healing. Don't leave yourself in between poverty and prosperity. You got to look both ways in all directions, not outwardly, inwardly. Moses looked in all directions outside of himself and then killed the thing, the person that was causing him the most trouble internally. Instead of killing the thing on the inside of him that was troubling him. Don't leave yourself between. Point number two. Please write this down. Don't leave yourself behind. Don't leave yourself between. And don't leave yourself behind. Exodus chapter number two, verse number 15 says this. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened and he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. When Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Don't leave yourself behind. Moses had to go on the wrong. He was a fugitive because of uh, the murder uh, that he put on this Egyptian man. It was really interesting. Isn't it amazing that, that he had looked in all directions, thought that nobody saw, killed the Egyptian man, and then the next day when he saw two Hebrews fighting, he decides to play peacemaker. But he couldn't put peace on the Hebrews because he couldn't have peace in himself. He had a hard time stopping them from their argument externally because he had a hard time stopping his own argument internally. And they looked at him and said, are, are you going to kill us like you did that Egyptian yesterday? And Moses knew, oh, my goodness, you, you knew about that? I thought I was so careful to look in all directions. And then he winds up going on the run. Here's the thing about Moses becoming a fugitive. Yes, he did it to save his life. He did it to spare his life. He knew what the uh, punishment was going to be. Uh, if Pharaoh uh, uh, apprehended him. But the thing that was interesting is Moses had ran away from his calling. Moses was running away from his purpose. Moses was running away from God's plan. You see, when Moses rose up to, to, to strike down this Egyptian, his, his, his actions were actually built uh, uh, into his DNA by God. He was called to be a rescuer. He was called to rescue people, but the way he went about it was outside of God's will. 
It was outside of God's plan. It was outside of God's process for Moses' life. Can I just stop and say that there are some people that are watching me right now. You watching me. I see you. You see me. I see you. I feel you. And here's what I know. God has called you to do some significant things. God has placed an anointing on you to do some things uh, in the earth that is going to give him glory. But if you try to do it outside of his timing, if you try to do it outside of his process, if you try to do it outside of his perfect plan for your life, you will mess things up. What Moses did was wrong. But the reason why he did it was right. He's a rescuer. But God wasn't calling for him to murder anybody. He had a plan of how the rescue was supposed to be. And if he would have just waited, he would have saw God's salvation do it in 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 an incredible way. But because he operated out of season, he had to go on the run. And when Moses went on the run, he, he left the rescuer behind. He, he, he tried to get away from his past. He tried to move on with his life. I'm, I'm going to Midian. I'm going to put down roots here. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to meet somebody else new. I'm going to start a whole new life. Well, let me tell you something. You've probably heard this, 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 this saying before, and if you haven't, uh, allow me to introduce it to you. Everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Everywhere you go, There you are. You're right there. That same person you was at 9, 19, 29, 39, 49. Hey, there you are. You've come through some stuff, but everywhere you go, there you are. And you bring all of you with you. We talked last week about the fact that you don't have to let your past dictate your present and your future, but you bring it all with you. And when we don't reconcile those places in our lives that have been broken, then we leave ourselves unfulfilled and incomplete because we try to leave Parts of us in places where we were hurt. Instead of allowing God to put all of those things to rest. As he restores us. So don't leave yourself behind. Don't try to run away from from what happened. Own it. Don't try to escape the pain of your past. Face it. Don't try to don't try to. Ignore what has happened. Confront it. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? This was painful. This hurt me. But I'm going to have to deal with this because if I'm going to make the true reentry that I'm supposed to make and be the person that God wants me to be, I can no longer allow my past to haunt me. I have to face it. Don't leave yourself behind. Going straight to point number three, write this down. Don't leave yourself broken. That's so good. Don't leave yourself broken. Moses runs away to Midian. Has this incredible opportunity to start a new life, get away from his past, 
not bring it up again when somebody asks him who he is. Oh, yeah, I'm Moses. You know, say, say Moses was originally from Compton. Now Moses gets to say, oh, no, you know, I was born and raised in Wisconsin. And, you know, he gets to create a new backstory for his life, right? I, I don't want to talk about my past. I'm just here right now in the present, ready to go to my future. I don't have to deal with anything from the past anymore. Woo, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me say this to somebody. I don't know who this is for, but whatever you don't deal with will deal with you. I don't know who that's for, but somebody needed to hear it. Whatever you do not deal with will deal with you. And you cannot try to stuff that into a box and act like it didn't happen. You cannot stuff that into a box and act like that season didn't exist. If you do not deal with it, it will deal with you. And it will come up in ways that will embarrass you. It will come up in ways that will complicate your life. That's why we don't leave ourselves behind. That's why we don't leave ourselves broken. Here's what it says in Exodus chapter number two, verse number 17. But some other shepherds came and chased them away. When the girls, uh, uh, when Ruel's daughters came to uh, water their flocks and go to the well, some other shepherds came and tried to chase them away. And look at Moses. You know Moses that tried to start a new life. You know Moses that was trying to forget about his past. Moses that was trying to ignore the fact that on the inside of him there was a rescuer. Look at what the text says. So Moses jumped up and did what? Rescued. Same thing that he had done when he was in Egypt. He is doing again now in Midian. Moses jumped up and rescued the girls from the shepherds. Then he drew water for their flocks. Let me tell you something. You cannot leave yourself broken. And this verse, verse number 17, is the quintessential verse and a powerful verse to show how Moses was not going to allow what he had left behind to stay behind for long. He was a rescuer. He made a mistake? Yes. Should he have killed that man? No. Of course you all know I am not endorsing murder. But the rescuer that was on the inside of him, that was his God-given gift. And he couldn't turn it off nor try to suppress it or ignore it when he saw somebody that needed help, when he saw somebody that needed assistance, when he saw somebody that needed aid, He said, I got to do something about this. And that rescuer came out again. He didn't leave himself broken. Had he left himself broken, he would have saw what was happening to Ruel's daughters. And he would have said, man, you know, I used to be a rescuer, but man, I don't do that no more. The last time I did that, I wound up killing somebody. And so I just don't even go there anymore because in the past, whenever I try to do something, you know, everything goes wrong. So so I'm going to just I'm going to just act like that never existed. I, I used to preach, but, you know, I don't preach no more. You know, I had a moral failure. And because of that, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to fold clothes uh, uh, at Dillard's and just, you know, go on with my life. Uh, I, I know, I know, I know. I used to sing, but uh, after after I wound up in that divorce and, and, and started smoking weed and drinking, I just thought, you know what? I, I, God doesn't want to hear me sing anymore. I, I, I used to own the business, but, you know, after I embezzled the money, 
uh, I, I just realized, you know, it's just better for me to just be an employee than to try to be an entrepreneur anymore. Listen, I'm tr I don't know who I'm talking to, but you need to know something. Don't leave yourself broken. I feel this strongly. I don't know who this is for. Do not leave yourself in a place where the only thing you're rehearsing is your past mistakes. God has enough grace to erase your past mistakes. Bars. Let me say it again. God has enough grace to erase your past mistakes. Do not let it define you indefinitely. Yes, you should confess your sins. Yes, you should, so, you should show brokenness and contrition. Yes, you do have to pay for your consequences. The consequences of your behavior have uh, uh, results. Sometimes they are hurtful. Sometimes they are damaging. But after you've said what you've had to say, after you apologize, after you've repented to God and man, you got to pick yourself up. Don't leave yourself broken. Stop acting like you're not a rescuer. Stop acting like you're not a worshiper. Stop acting like you're not a preacher. Stop acting like you're not an entrepreneur because you're still, thank you, Holy Spirit, you still have yourself on punishment. God's already forgiven you. You still have yourself on punishment, and you feel like enough time hasn't passed before I can step back out and be who God called me to be. I'm telling you, Moses ran all the way to Midian trying to escape and leave behind the fact that he was a rescuer. And it turns out that he didn't run away from himself. He ran into himself. There was always a rescuer on the inside of him. And because he didn't leave himself broken, he gave himself permission to rescue again. Listen, I don't know who this message is for, but I believe that you are re-entering a season in your life where everything around you is the same except you. God wants you to leave behind all of the things that have hindered you from being who he has called you to be. Leave behind the past mistakes. Leave behind the things that you've been through. Forgetting those things that are behind you. It's not that they didn't happen. You just don't, you just don't remember them in the same way. You, I forgot about those things that are behind me. And I'm looking forward to this relationship that I have with Christ. So, I need you to do something for me. I need you to not leave yourself between emotions. And, and, and I, listen, somebody needs to get this. It is time for you to make a decision as to who you're going to serve. Some of you all have had a really shaky relationship, or that's not the word, an inconsistent relationship with God. 
And God is saying, I'm, I'm tired of you being in between. I, I, I'm tired of you halfway this and halfway that. It's time to rise up and kill. Not what's on the outside of you that you don't like. It's time for you to look in all directions and kill what's on the inside of you that you don't like. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's time for you to kill what's on the inside of you that he doesn't like. Don't leave yourself between. And then don't leave yourself behind. I need you to gather all of you, good, bad, and ugly, and bring it into the presence of God and say, God, I need you to do something with this. I need you to do something with me. I don't want to leave any of myself behind. Because I want to be the whole person you want me to be so I can do all the things you've called me to do. And lastly, don't leave yourself broken. Y'all know I'm big on this, but if you need counseling, get it. You need therapy, get it. You need accountability, get it. Whatever you need, get it. Don't leave yourself broken. Listen, I've done enough in my past that I should never stand in front of anybody and preach God's word if I kept my mind on the things that I have done. But because I confess, because I made myself accountable, because I submitted to living my life for God, I don't think about those things like that. I'm not going to leave myself broken. I'm not going to rehearse the past in a, in a negative way that, that disqualifies me. No one's worthy, which means everyone has the opportunity to be used by God. So I'm encouraging you, don't leave yourself broken. Open up your mind. Open up your heart. Open up your head to God's grace. Let him pour it in by the gallon until you can see yourself the way he does. There's a rescuer on the inside of you. There is a healer on the inside of you. There is an entrepreneur on the inside of you. There is a peaceful person on the inside of you. There is a joyful person on the inside of you. There, there, is a, there is a responsible person on the inside of you. Stop allowing your past to feed the narrative of your future. You're about to have a re-entry. You're about to reintroduce yourself. And I'm so grateful that you're not leaving yourself. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? Man, I just feel strongly to minister to some people who are resonating with this message right now. See, I, I, I had to teach this message this weekend because you need to know how much God loves you and how much he wants to take those betweens 
and reconcile them. How much he wants to take everything about you and bring it back to a place where you can see yourself the way he sees you. He takes your betweens. He takes your behind. And he takes your brokenness. He makes masterpieces out of it. Maybe you don't know Jesus and you want to give your life to him. Bring him your betweens. Bring him your behinds. Bring him your brokenness. And allow him to put you back together again. You do that just by simply saying, Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you are Lord. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. I repent of my sins. I say yes to your will and your way. If, if, if you make that declaration, you're saved. For the rest of us, listen, I just feel like I need to pray for you real quick, so I'm just going to do it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, whoo, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters. I thank you for the anointing that you have placed on their lives. Father God, I pray that this message would go down deep into places of pain, places of hurt, and that, God, you would irrigate the places in their minds, souls, and bodies that have been parched with negativity, and that you would allow hydration to flourish them from the inside out I pray, God, that they would sprout new growth in their spirits, in their emotions, in their relationships. I pray for people's finances right now. God, I pray that you would take everything about this message and that you would allow it to be a catalyst for transformation in Christ in their lives. Upset their world, Lord God. Turn it upside down. With your message, your love, and your hope, God, we bind the enemy right now in Jesus' name. We thank you that he has no authority over anybody that is watching. I thank you, Lord God, that you have given them the victory in Christ Jesus, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against them in judgment, you shall condemn. God, I pray that you would... Give them boldness. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come down in a fresh and a tangible way and refill them. Fill them and refill them. For those that have never been filled, I pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. And for those that are running dry, I pray for a refilling of your presence, your spirit, your grace, your truth, your peace, your love, your power to be upon them now. God, I thank you for what you do is glorious. We give your name all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all so much. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you soon.